Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping and reacting to episode five of Star Wars Ahsoka. Uh, episode five is called The Shadow Warrior, I believe. And yes. we are recapping it from Setos to the world between worlds to the Clone Wars and back and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me, as always, is Steve Heller. What's up, Steve? I just saw Teth and Ryloth and uh mandalore all in live action and my brain hurts and in the best way possible well okay so you were able to identify where they were in those scenes yes because i was not so teth well, i mean uh, except, teth i can't except, take credit she obviously for. said it's this go ahead sorry oh teth i can't take credit for but i knew that was in, in hindsight that was their first mission uh or one of their first well, missions yeah. And then yeah. uh, Ryloth, all the Twi'leks were kind of gave that one away because uh, everybody. Oh, I didn't notice Twi'lek. that. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. yeah, you're right. There were a couple other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So and then uh, Mandalore is Mandalore, but yeah, she said there's a siege of Mandalore. Yeah. And the Mandalorians in live action. Yeah. Holy shit. Either way. Yeah, that's uh, true. For anyone yeah. who has not seen episode five of Ahsoka, I'm pretty sure we're gonna wax poetic about this uh, right quick here. Uh, and yep. the spoiler, everything, even though it's already been relatively spoilered, is officially in effect. Away. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to us. Go watch it and then listen to us. Yeah, I'm glad. See, this is working out good for me because you watched it last night. And again this morning. I just, and again this morning. So you've my, seen it twice. My dog I woke up at 3.30. The... So I oh, was damn. sitting there at 5 o'clock and I'm like, what do I do? I guess I'll watch that again. Yeah. Um, I just watched it right before I we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, you had the advantage of seeing it twice and being like, "Oh yeah, like Maul DeLoreans and stuff like like." I definitely saw that. I remember right. seeing but it, but like registering, it was just kind of like sensory overload, yeah. and I was just like, "I can't believe that I'm seeing this." So I didn't. I'm just like, you're defining things for me in yeah. the way like i would have gotten there if i had just finished watching it 15 seconds before we started recording right. so i have um, notes yeah uh, i'm sure that you do i'm sure <laughs> that you do um can i get one thing out of the way that i just realized right before oh fire um, it will my friend we started recording and it's related because i'm sitting there i'm watching ahsoka and it's a scene with hera and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, man, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is gorgeous. I have had a crush on her since, wait, when's the first time I saw Mary Elizabeth? Was- oh yeah, in Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie, half of that Grindhouse project that he yeah. did with Robert Rodriguez. I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing her in that movie and being like, she's gorgeous. Who is she? Looking her up and then she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World where yeah. she's adorable in that movie. And then I just realized right as you were like counting down to start recording, who else stars with her in Death Proof? Rosario Dawson. Oh. They're like, she's the main character of that movie. <laughs> so it's not the first time that they've worked together. And yeah. uh, that's really cool. I, I just realized that right now. I was like, oh, yeah, no, they've worked together before. Like, instantly. And, and there will be another Rosario Dawson connection later in this episode. Ooh, can't wait. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. So, um, Steve, you have the notes. Do you want to guide us through, or should we? Let's go. What, let's go. What, initial I mean... initial perception. I'd assume people who are listening can understand. Yeah. that we're both very excited to do this. But uh, give sure. your, give me your cliff notes on generals. Yeah, sure. Overall. General thoughts. Um, at first, I I laughed when the episode started and didn't immediately start in the world between worlds because yep. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, the frustrated cries of. A million nerds just <laughs> all yelled out at once, suddenly silenced. Like, I was like, everybody wanted it to open exactly where it ended, and they're like, nope, <laughs> nope. Um, so I thought that was fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was great. It was, you know, you and I have been theorizing since, uh, since we first heard that it was possible that Hayden Christensen was going to be in Ahsoka. 
you and I have been talking about or referencing like, well, if he's in it, he's it's going to be a flashback or he's going to be a force ghost. And Steve, what do we get? We got both of those at the same time. Right. Which I did not expect. No, it's not an either or situation. It's both. Right. Yeah, He's we a didn't... force ghost in a flashback. <laughs> right. We didn't yeah. think we could do both, but we did both. And yeah. we did it better than I could have possibly imagined. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I don't have any general thoughts other than this was a great episode of uh, of Star Wars um, television and a great episode of Star Wars connectivity yeah. um, to uh, not only Rebels, which this entire series has been sequelizing, but also the prequels and yeah. the Clone Wars, all three of those things. Um, and, you know, there's a, I, a couple, at least two lines of dialogue that direct references to uh, the original trilogy. So um, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm watching it again with my wife tomorrow and I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for my wife to catch up because I want to watch it a third time. Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, I don't rewatch good. episodes of TV all that often unless I'm rewatching a whole series. I, I rarely do. Yeah. I rarely watch a whole series, but uh, this is going to be on my list you know I, like the exception i haven't i don't i haven't revisited any live action star wars series like the entire thing no yet but i want to revisit all of them specifically andor and obi-wan and this one i feel like i need to uh, go back to yeah um i think andor with the anyway. delay will put us in a nice spot for rewatch it prior to season two for sure so. yes yeah so I'll be doing that for sure. Might as well kick it right off into our uh, recap. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but in the opening credits, the Star Wars and face flashing, Hu Yang is yeah. now in the Flash. You know what? I noticed that last week. Okay, I didn't. I didn't notice it. Yeah. And I was sitting there with our, our friend of the pod, Matt Beseda, watching this week, and I was like, "Yeah, holy shit, Hu Yang's in there. What? Yeah, why did that happen? I I've noticed, and tonight I thought that I saw." Merrick's mask real quick tonight might have been uh when I was watching it but like I have noticed that like they will like when it's Mandalorian um like IG11 is in okay. there and like they they switch out the like mask depending on what whatever yeah what series it is yeah gotcha. yeah so that's that's cool yeah yeah so so we open uh where where do we open? We open uh with we open on Cetos, just kind of scanning yeah. over what's left. Yeah, right. And the ghost lands, and three X wings are flying past, and Harris starts coming out of the ghost, and looks yeah. you know pensive and is casing the casing the area, making sure no one's around, can't find anyone, etc. Um, which I mean, like you said, great open in the sense that it just yeah. subverts anything we're expecting. We're sitting on the edge of our seat yep. waiting to figure out what Anakin's doing. And mm -hmm. we go right back to that. And it's like, okay, let's temper expectations a little uh, before we realize but it's that also we didn't an need important... to temper anything. <laughs> yeah, but right. Uh, we just had to wait a little longer. Right. But it's also important to connect with, connect Hera with Hu Yang, yep. who is there and... You know, thinking that it's possible that his two uh, companions are dead, right? Um, holding, a, um, holding Sabine's helmet and kind of like he's in mourning almost. He's like grieving. Yeah. I told of. them, yeah. I told them not to split up. Yeah, and like he doesn't know where either of them are, and they never has listen. no. Yeah, they, they never, never listen. listen. He yep. says, yeah, um, yeah. So at one point, Jason is at the uh, door of the ghost and is like, "Mom, can I come out?" And she tells him to come out and stay with Chopper, which, yeah. for one, every time I hear that, I, yeah. like, in hindsight, it makes sense because it's Hera's kid. And if there's the only thing in the galaxy that yeah. Chopper is not going to possibly kill is something related yeah. to Hera. Yes. You have the most yeah. sadistic and babysitter got, droid like, ever. Yeah. But also, because he's so devoted to Hera, I, th I thought that, too. I was like pretty dangerous droid to be leaving a child with, <laughs> right. but i was like he's also been he's been this kid's babysitter right you know or like uncle i'm just like i might as well call him uncle chopper i feel like, like right i'm sure that he's helped raise this kid for what seven years yeah you know so i think um you know 
as parenthood does to all of us, I think uh, watching after a kid has changed, probably changed Chopper a little bit, probably mellowed yeah. him out a little bit and made him. Uh, well, at least again, like you said, at least when he's around, I'm Jason. just picturing Chopper yeah. in a rocking chair on a porch, like <laughs> just relaxing. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. yeah. Um, so yeah, after, after the Hu Yang revelation that he doesn't know where he is and he's reunited with Hera and that we flash right to world between yeah. worlds, right back to where we thought yes. we were going to be. And yeah. it starts right up with <laughs> you the dial like i don't know the the acting of these two to capture the dynamic of ahsoka and anakin that has never been seen in live action and to translate Correct. what is only been drawn and like uh imbued through the voice acting of matt lanter and ashley Eckstein, uh yeah they do a phenomenal job of it like ahsoka discernibly looks different as soon as she starts talking to Anakin. It just right. feels yeah. feels like Ahsoka it feels like Snips and her master. Yeah. You look um, old. Uh no, she said you look the same. No, she said you look the same. And he responds and he with said you, you look, look old. old. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like is a way like we have to reference that he we're de-aging him yeah. to look like <laughs> to look <laughs> the perfectly in between episodes version. two and three. Yes. Yeah. Uh wearing um, wearing his Jedi battle armor? Or no, he wasn't yet. That was only in it wasn't yet. further flashback. Yes, which I noticed and loved. And I never noticed before now how much that battle armor is the che- is like the chess piece for Vader's 100%. costume. 100%. I've never realized that. Had you ever realized that before? No, and that was like It doesn't was translate thing. like that from animation, I feel like. It doesn't it doesn't stand out as being like, yo, this is the same thing or a similar no, same but piece of when armor. you so after after I had that revelation, if you look at Vader, the way he's drawn in Clone Wars and Rebels or the way he's yeah. drawn in Rebels, it looks the same as anakin's battle armor is drawn right so it, yeah it makes sense right. and you translate that to a larger bulkier frame that a human yep. compared to the torso being the size of a you know this microphone uh that they draw right. in the animation um but yeah that was that was a nice nice nod it was really cool yeah. to see something we'd only seen in animation realized yeah absolutely absolutely um sorry we're jumping around yeah. all over already um we never At do first, that, I was like, I know. So he says, I'm there to complete your training. Yeah, so the the right. dialogue went, uh, I was, weirdly, I was taking actual, copying the dialogue down. It means you still have mm-hmm. a chance, and she says, to what? To live. Uh, tell me what's going on. I'm here to finish your training. Yeah. She follows up with, it's a little late for that. One is never too old to learn, Snips. Yeah. And it's like, Okay. Which is something that he learned. Right. Uh, and then, all right, what's the lesson, Master? Live or die. Yeah. And uh, then one of your, what you mentioned earlier, uh, a perfect throwback to Return of the Jedi, I won't fight you. I won't fight you. I've heard that before. Right. And as soon as he said that, I was and like, holy shit, that was perfect <laughs> referencing his son yeah. saying it to him when he was vader uh during return of the jedi, the yeah. of the jedi. i won't fight you then and you, you will die. die yeah <laughs> um yeah awesome and then he ends up and at first i was like they brought him back just so they could like fight in the world between worlds like i don't i don't get why like at first right. i was like a little I was a little let down by it at first. I was like, is that all they're going to do is just have a lightsaber fight? Like, well, and then I don't it was, need that. It was Anakin saber. And this was yeah. Anakin, uh, going at Ahsoka. Not. Yeah. And, and this is for the rest of the episode. It is a very distinct, uh, differentiation between Anakin and Vader because yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, the way they represent each of them and even, you know, the mix of the two of them is uh, yeah. very distinct. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is really good. Um, uh, but still, I'm like, yeah, I know she's fighting Anakin, but still I was like, 
I wasn't thinking like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen like in Rebel, like the Vader fight in Rebels. I was just yeah. like, well, I wasn't like, oh, we've seen this before. I was just like, is all, can't they give him like some actual wisdom to give her? He's just going to like fight her and like make, like, right. he's going to get, make her a better fighter. That's like, what is it? Training. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I'll let, I'll let it go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they did a cool thing, which I'm sure is next in your notes, how, um, Jason, taps into the force and hears the lightsabers through the waves somehow yep so we get the the senator organic easter egg because that was my other yeah yeah senator Senator organic uh can't cover for us much longer or something along to that effect yeah uh great which i mean that's a perfect way to you know tie it back to familiarity without yeah i was like oh yeah leia that's amazing yeah (laughs) she does exist (laughs) oh weird yeah um so cool I, I literally had chop babysitting Jason really in my notes, uh, right. <laughs> which we've already yeah. touched on. But yeah, Jason yeah. Uh, hears the lightsabers clashing in the waves, and they do the the sound mix emulates that in yeah. a cool way, like where you can kind of hear it and you can't kind of hear it, and then you right. they like Comes then they the turn floor. it way up. Yep. So my question about I thought that was really cool. Um, do you think Hera actually heard that? Because we've never seen a sign of Hera being force sensitive or even attempting to use the force. And I know I sound like the same people that were like, oh, Sabine can't use the force. But right. same kind of deal. It seems same kind of deal. But like, I couldn't tell if she actually heard it or she just like was trusting her son. Yeah, I, I read it more as the latter in that she was, you know, she's trying to hear it and is just like, OK, he's Kanan's kid. Yeah. Which we right. get verbatim stated straight J- jason has abilities his father kanan jarris was a jedi from hu yang and yeah having kanan referenced Kane right, i was like live ah, action he said the thing yeah Tev's that, i thought was i was like too like uh paul uh, and i apologize to paul sun hung sun hyung lee uh for calling him paul sun hyung kim last week because uh, he was yeah. mr kim in kim's convenience and Oh right, my right, right. brain is yeah. wired dumbly, um, but uh, <laughs> now you're good. He as Carson Teva, uh, yeah. His response was just like, okay, <laughs> like his response yeah. was what Whatever. everybody who hasn't seen Rebels is thinking at that point. Like, yeah, all right, he's a Jedi. Great. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. This um, this series. I mean, I commend them for it, I guess, but like, they're not showing they're not beating around like spoilers for rebels <laughs> at all. They're like, well, we don't want to say that because people could watch. Well, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching rebels or worry prior to this series or are going to now to catch up. Yep. Um, but they're getting some stuff spoiled for them. Yeah. Uh, which is their own fault for not watching it in the first goddamn place. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway. Um, Yeah uh i feel like they're gonna be watching the whole time being like where the hell's this jason kid where the hell's this jason kid what what happened you know oh it's in the last episode weird <laughs> like the last 10, 10 seconds, seconds of the yeah. finale <laughs> yeah so um yeah uh from yeah. there so we didn't mention at the end of the first um lightsaber duel uh you'll find there I can't remember what the the quote was, but instead of um, going back at Ahsoka, Anakin instead Mm -hmm. viscerally slashes the bridge. Yes. Sends her tumbling into the ether uh, where we see her, you know, go through clouds. And then where she lands is this next scene, which Mm -hmm. is her kind of waking up and looking around and we see before we realize anything else we see phase one clones running at us steve the the volume of the gasp that came out of my mouth when i saw a clone trooper run past her would have would have scared uh my wife had i been watching it (laughs) with her um and it's really cool they do it all in one shot how she's falling yep she falls into like pink clouds and then you can tell she stops, but like it's not, you couldn't even see like the ground at first. Yep. You just saw like more cloud and then the cloud started. And then you're like, okay, well, there's a ground. She's there lying there. She's 
alive. She stands up and then boom, there's a clone running by. And immediately you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, a second one. Oh my God. More start running by. She fully stands up, walks towards the camera, and she's a kid. She's like young Padawan yeah. Ahsoka. Like that whole thing, that was just an incredibly well done sequence of events. Cause like you don't know what's happening. You don't know where she landed. Mm-hmm. You're confused that it's a clone. Then you realize what's happening. Then you then the final thing is being like, oh, and she's young. That's amazing. Right. Um and so cool. Just that a many layered it's just like a magic trick. Like right. the whole thing just like keeps you keep thinking you're you keep thinking you know, and then they keep doing one level more. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So here is where your uh, other Rosario Dawson tie-in comes. Because young okay. Sogatano is played uh, very admirably by Ariana Greenblatt, who was... I don't know that name. Prior known as Young Gamora in Avengers. Oh, yes. Oh, my and, God. It's exactly her. Yeah. I can tell. Just we're thinking of her face. It's def- Oh, my God. And yeah. also Rosario Dawson's daughter in Barbie. What? Yep. Rosario Dawson's in Barbie? Apparently. I've never seen Barbie, but that's what uh, that's what was read. I do not remember Rosario Dawson being in Barbie. I mean, I don't want to take up time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to spend the whole time, but she's in Barbie? Why don't I remember her? I don't know. Weird. Maybe oh, I was okay. wrong. But that was what uh that was what was was read or written. Uh but she is um I think whatever you read was wrong because yeah. I just looked it up and she has she's not credited as being in Barbie. Well there we go. Either way, uh yeah, the, she is yeah. uh she uh Ariana Greenblatt has a major role in Barbie or a major ish role apparently. Um she might be the there is a daughter character that must that be, might be her yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, so. But the mother is not played by Rosario Dawson, played by um, America Ferreira. Ah, okay. If if that's the character I'm thinking of. Gotcha. Um, uh, anyway. Either, yeah, either way. So they land. Still cool that that's who that is. Like that she's, that actress is, yep. you know, recognizable. Oh, and yeah. good at playing um, young versions of alien uh, warriors <laughs> that we like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. So they land and they're on Teth, which is uh, the planet from the off-derided uh, Clone Wars movie where they were searching for Rhoda, the hut, Jabba's right. Uh Right. That is the battle with which they fall into at first where young Ahsoka with her original green saber mm-hmm. uh, is running around looking confused as to where she is and what's going on. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. You see, I mean, it's it's insane the way they do it. You see LAATs like the the troop transports landing. You see ATTEs like walking past, and yep. it's just it's full blown I... in your in the battle. Yeah, except it's not f- full blown, really. And I think right. it's very smart of them to do it that way because one, I'm sure it saved them a ton of money on either uh cgiing different planets um or uh building sets for three different locations yep. if you keep it in this like fog in this cloud and you do the thing the explosions or the lights highlighting like the vehicles and other people mm-hmm. like you said like it was really effective and it is really cool looking so like i'm sure they did it i'm sure they partly did it as a way to like cut the budget on what they needed to show but also make it feel real enough and also make it visually interesting and super cool but also keep it looking kind of like a dream and a vision at the same time like it accomplishes all those things like like their real world budgetary goals but also like the goals of creating a look and a feel of something that we've never seen in live action star or in star Wars before really like this yeah. is like a, a force vision. And although they know where they are, 
um, because those clouds are there, like there's no like distinguishing architecture or anything. So like we have to rely on like other visual cues or dialogue yeah. to like say where they might be. And that they could be anywhere, but like it's a really smart and cool way for them to do that. I really like like the you see the explosions go off and it's highlighting like the you know people around them, so it gives the illusion that it's a bigger. It is a you know it is an actual battlefield instead right. of just being you know a small room in front of a screen or something. You know, like it was it was really smart way for them to do that yeah no they they did it quite well and kind of uh you may continue with your notes <laughs> i don't know if you're you might be skipping a little slow here yep oh maybe i am yeah you seem to react um late can you hear me now yeah how long is the delay a big delay yeah pretty pretty big sizable yeah <laughs> So, yeah, the, uh, just trying to make sure that things are closed. Um, so from that point, uh, it kind of flashes out and then we're at the Battle of Ryloth. Right. With the, and that's something like, I wasn't positive that's where we were, but you referencing, like, I did notice that there were, uh, Twi'lek, generals or you know whoever else there so it makes perfect sense that that would be ryloth and you know referencing you know our one of our main characters hera her um heritage and where she's from like it makes sense that well and her father um, they would go there Hera. especially since yeah for sure absolutely and they spent a lot of time there in the clone war series and the couple episodes of rebels they go there i feel like too so yep. um you know it's a big uh it's a big location for these characters so it makes sense yeah that they would choose uh, that one at the end yeah. of the stretch did you notice the easter egg of who was talking to the twi'leks was it rex it was a phase one rex yes so he showed up in both his phase one and later his phase two armor oh i didn't where was later his phase two just on the when, on the mandalore yeah on mandalore when he when tamara morrison yeah. talks uh he's in his phase yes, two armor. okay so in this, yeah. uh, he doesn't speak at, at any point, but you see the 501st with his pauldron and the commas, uh, and uh, it, he's just in the background. And Anakin, when Anakin and Ahsoka are talking, he's talking to two Twi'leks right. in the background, the the two that Anakin yeah. was talking to and came over to Ahsoka. Yeah, And that, so that cool. was what I thought was the Rex we were getting. I was like, oh, sweet. We got a little Rex cameo. Um, yeah. That, that got better later. Um, yes yeah so yeah i just want to uh real quick before i forget maybe you have this in your notes for later but i don't want to forget to say it uh how much better is hayden christensen when he's not being directed by george lucas yes like yes he was a different actor and like i haven't i don't know that i've seen him in anything else other than the prequels to be quite honest i mean yeah. and like the thing in like an obi-wan you know right but and i remember i quite recently i feel like i read or heard on a podcast how apparently while they were filming the prequels he was attempting to do to give like a more layered intense yeah. kind of performance and lucas was just like just say the line just say the line like kept like kind of derailing him to like go broader you know bigger and broader Mm -hmm. which he got really derided for but given him the just i feel like feloni is kind of just letting him do you know is is not feloni is certainly not making him or forcing him to be the anakin that he was in the prequels he's got a lot more nuance he's clearly um really like acting i don't know like well, he's and he's clearly taking a step from what matt lanter did with the mannerisms and for... vocalizations of anakin in the clone wars because yeah it's a whole new like it really is a, a nice mix and there were a couple of points where you hear him and all i can hear is lanter in the clone wars and it was like there were a couple of times he had that wry grin after yeah. he said something yeah. and i was like 
that is exactly the look of what Anakin did in animation. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is whether or not, whether or not Hayden Christensen specifically studied how Anakin was portrayed in the Clone Wars or not. It, this episode was directed by Dave Filoni, who also was the creative mastermind and director of a lot of, of the Clone Wars. Right. A showrunner of the Clone Wars. So even if Hayden Christensen has never seen an episode of the Clone Wars, which I don't think is true. I, uh, I want to say I want to say there were interviews with him where he was like, yeah, I've, I've rewatched has, it multiple times. To Yeah. He even said that he was interested in voicing the character of Anakin and they never asked him to. Yep. Which is a mistake. Mistake, Star Wars. <laughs> um, but... Uh, whether or not he's seen it, and I do believe he's seen it, you you got to know that Dave Filoni is just directing him the way that he directed the voice actors and the animators in that series. Because yeah. he, that's like his version of Anakin would say it like this or would move like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, um, that's probably a big reason why he feels uh, like he's still both. He feels like, he feels like the Anakin from the prequels because he's the same actor. They're de-aging him. He's looking like him. He's wearing the same ro- like clothes and stuff. So yes, but also he feels like the Clone Wars Anakin because he's being directed by the guy that invented that version of Anakin. Right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's a perfect meld of the two, I think. Yep. They and all the way down to the hair, like they even yeah. pulled off the flippy hair thing. Like I don't know how, but they did. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple different hairstyles in those flashbacks yeah. too, which is yep. awesome. Yeah, and he I just wanted to he's he's just he's just ten times better oh, than 100%. any scene of him acting in the prequels yes. in the in this one episode. Yeah. Like sorry prequel fans, but he's so much better. You can tell. Yeah. It it's it makes me feel bad for the rest of his career because he was so derided for what happened there. Hey. But he's I doing think it's working out fine. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing fine. Um yeah. So from that point, uh, an exchange that I noted, um, Anakin, I'm teaching you how to lead, how to survive. And to do that, you're going to have to fight. What if I want to stop fighting? Then you die. Then you die. Um, yeah. Which after that, Anakin turns and walks away. And two of the most stark and beautifully shot scenes I have ever seen in Star Wars so happen cool. back to back. And uh, for um, anyone who, well, actually, no, everybody would have seen it at this point. Um, so Anakin walking away in the standard arm out, like Anakin mm-hmm. and Vader pose. Uh, yeah. And every time a, there, there was two or three times where like uh, a blaster hit or something and light flashed and it would switch between him and Vader yeah. and the music and the breathing and everything was just like, perfectly timed the lighting changed and then switched back and Mm -hmm. it gave you enough pause to be like okay something's gonna be going on here uh and then that's followed up by all these att's and clones and everything flying past and ahsoka just sitting there like you can see framed in the center of this shot of death and destruction and her just sitting there with her arms crossed like thinking or waiting or trying to figure yeah. out what's what the next step is and then it pans yeah. out yeah so cool yeah <laughs> so cool i don't know there's nothing else there's like, no real right, other like words it's just like it was so beautifully yeah. done and i feel like there's a lot of times in um uh animated versions of anakin yep. whether it be uh clone wars or Re- you know he's vader and rebels or even in like the genny tartatovsky clone wars animated series that i feel like they always find a way to remind you <laughs> that anakin is going to become darth vader or that darth vader used to be anakin like are they go up like one one way or the other like you know they cut that ma- like the rebels fight where the mask yeah. gets cut which they emulate again in obi-wan um but also like you know, there's the scene where they go to the Mortis gods in um, Clone Wars and, you know, you hear the breathing or he like sees a vision of the helmet at one point. Like yep. they always do it. And this was a so I, I knew they were going to do it at mm-hmm. some point. I knew it. There's no way they're not going to reference that right. and reference Ahsoka's um, uh, struggle with that. 
you know yep um like this person that i revered is also this monster and now i'm training with him again in right. some weird force vision um and i thought that was a really cool way to do it um and even cooler kind of what they reference at the end but i'll talk about that when we get there so yeah we see that cool flash of him as vader before yep. it uh pans out and then it goes back to the non-force people after that yeah All right. yep it goes back yeah. to hu yang and uh hera on the ghost um talking about uh like anakin gets a reference uh and hu yang yeah. describes <laughs> hera asks hu yang about anakin and hu yang describes anakin as intense intense <laughs> Which is, that is a word you could use to describe Anakin. Yeah, for sure. Um, Accurate. And then, you know, Chopper being mouthy and uh, whatnot. Um, and then it pans back to the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, actually, no, that was, so during that scene is where Chopper says he might sense something. Well, I think, isn't that where we also see Mon Mothma say that the oh, fleet is yeah. coming to get them and she's yep. going to be stripped of her. Or there, she's going to be judged whether or not to, to be stripper of rank. Yeah. Rank. Yeah. So, yep. you know, sets up more normie, normie people uh, drama to match yeah. the Jedi drama. Right. So then. Uh, wait, no, isn't that scene? Doesn't that scene happen after they already found Ahsoka? Mm. I think it does. Hearing, I think hearing from Mon Mothma happens after they find ahsoka because be. yeah mon mothma says you have to return with her and the senate's going to need to hear her testimony or the committee's going to need to hear her testimony in order to decide yes and they say that right before uh she comes in and says i know what we have to do right with the person yes yep yeah so um, never mind that so scratch later. that reverse it uh we do yeah. from that point of chopper mouthing off because he's chopper uh mm. pan back to directly to the siege of mandalore yeah and you see ahsoka with her two blue white sabers yep uh, in her different outfit yep and yep 100 like her later like clone Wars season seven and yep and so you before, know that the time has passed yeah, yeah. And, and that's before you see the uh maldalorians if you will uh with the maul helmets on yep and uh you know, in the background, you see the three thirty second with the the orange paint on the the face, and yeah, it, it was, was cool. It was just like, oh, that's where we are. And then, um, yeah, and then as we mentioned before, Rex in his phase two armor, just running up, telling Ahsoka to you know, giving her the the old pep talk, and then taking mm -hmm. off. And Tamara Morrison just did Tamara Morrison things. Yeah, yeah, it's cool that they got him. It's it's funny that they got him and not because you weren't. You, it's not like we saw his face, right? That it wasn't Deaver. They could have just Bradley gotten Baker. Yeah, Badly Baker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I you know. I guess live action is live action. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you're, uh, Katie Sackoff. Right. Well, and that may have that may have confused people that hadn't seen, like we've already seen clones and. Boba True. Fett and everybody else voiced by Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison, yeah. So, you know, Good does does yeah. that throw somebody off if D. Bradley Baker, who plays it relatively similar, but definitely distinctly different from Tamara. Different, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, so this I liked a lot because they do reference, because Anakin in this one is just a Force ghost. He's not part of it. He's not a memory, you know. Right. And a lot of the dialogue in these flashbacks could, could either be Anakin as a force ghost or Anakin as a memory. Um, right. There's a couple times when he seemingly is like, we're in a war. We have to go fight like these, like you right, know, the early, the separatist, especially the separatist early droids are showing up, you know? So like, that's yep. clearly like a line from a memory line, but then he'll say something a little more like mystical or helpful or whatever. Right. That's like, okay, still a force ghost. But then he's like, I don't remember this battle. Yeah. Where are we or whatever? Like then clearly that's like a, um, clearly more of a force ghost kind of thing and she's like you know we had parted ways by this point or whatever and yep. um, goes from there I don't know it's really cool well and that's, job. <laughs> I, I guess that's the that whole conversation of uh, at the Battle of Mandalore 
you're a warrior now as I trained you to be. Is that all? Yeah. And like it gets into that. I think this whole thing works extremely well as Ahsoka realizing that she's not doomed to the same fate that Anakin was right. just because he trained her. Yes. And this this scene itself is the one that kind of breaks that of him saying, you know, things that you could 100% hear Anakin say, um, you know, but her responding with part of that legacy or uh, part of that legacy is death and war. Yeah. And that yeah. he's power, he's more powerful and dangerous than anyone realized. And like her confronting him about this sort of stuff yeah. is what's helping her get over that hump and realize, hey, I don't have to be Anakin. You know, just yes. because and you you even saw it as as weird as it sounds, one thing I noticed was you could tell in the lightsaber style between adult in, between the two adults Ahsoka moments mm-hmm. in World Between Worlds, yeah. he she was extremely defensive and pensive and tight in the opening before he cuts the bridge out from under her. Yeah. And then you see uh Greenblatt playing ahsoka as a youth in that very flippy or acrobatic Mm -hmm. style and what ahsoka was in this light airy uh style of combat and then when they go back to uh, because after this dialogue uh anakin no longer anakin gets pissed off and kicks ahsoka back to the world between the world between worlds yes and he emerges as pre-suit Vader. Right. And that is what I was saying earlier is like another cool way that they're doing this. Like um, part of the like I liked the Vader versus Obi-Wan fight at the end of yeah. that Obi-Wan show. I like the dialogue that Hayden Christensen had um, with the mask ripped open. But also I'd already seen that in Rebels. Like it was very similar to fighting rebels right um it was a hundred percent to get people that hadn't watched rebels to see that yes to see a thing like that yes Mm -hmm. but this is a great way like oh you want to see ahsoka fight darth vader again okay here this is ahsoka fighting darth vader but just not not the same suit darth vader yeah not suit vader um which is awesome and it was cool like the effects on his face or the makeup, whatever they used, looked really good. Like I could tell immediately that his eyes were yellow and yep. that his face was more like gaunt and the makeup, the shady makeup that they use on him at the end of Revenge of the Sith and stuff like was back. And then, um, and she confronts him. Yeah, and you're right. She's uh, more confident and she knows what she wants and she believes in herself and she takes his saber away and holds it up to his yeah. throat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he... In a super smooth move that I did... I don't even know if they really shot it that well because it was just like she did a thing like this and then all of a sudden it was in her hand. They didn't yeah. specifically see it, but like clearly she did. Yep. Um, and then it fades back into um, light side Anakin. Yeah. Again. And you get the uh, time to die. I choose to live. Yeah. Was the response. There's, it's like, okay. There's there's hope for you yet. Yep. He says to her. It's the last thing he says. Yeah. Prior, prior and to then, that, he he accuses her of lacking conviction, which, okay, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But they did, like you said, with that the episode three Vader look, they they made that fight feel like him too, like how we saw him go at Obi Wan. Yeah, and it was very yeah. you know Vader unleashed versus constrained yeah. by the suit. Yeah, it was dark side fighting for sure. Yeah. Dark side lightsaber moves. Yeah, aggressive. Um, and the transition back to, um, Cetos was excellent. Her just like, or the water. Yeah. You you can't really tell if she's sinking or the water's coming up, but it was cool. Right. And she just like, lets it happen. Like she under she's not fighting it or scared or whatever. She just right. like, lets it happen. And it cuts to her floating in the water and being lifted up on the ghost. Which now I really guess awesome. that, that brings back the question of everything that we saw in world between worlds. Like, is that, is that Force Ghost Vader, Anakin, or is that her memory of right. that and her dissociation 
like and trying to well, overcome what she needed to like is there the force component of it or is it just all in her head or what because she already well, knows world between worlds but she was really gone because they were not picking up any life form scans right. they were like you know like yeah. chopper couldn't find anything ghost couldn't find anything and the x-wings like like carva uh, what's his name this? carva carson yeah yep. carson i i was i kept wanting to say carva from grief carva from mandalorian but that's carga um carga you were okay, you well, were portmanteauing carson um, teva correct yes <laughs> okay thank you for knowing knowing how i was making the mistake that's because we've been um, doing this for too long yeah, like <laughs> long time but even yeah even um carson even says like how many times we're going to keep doing this general sandula nothing is here right and she's like widen your search so like I, she was she was really gone so i think yeah. she was really all right i think that, yeah, that really happened sense. it wasn't just in her right. brain yeah now the crazy thing is all of everything we've talked about for going on god knows how long at this point um because behind a tab was the first half of the episode yeah dude and i was shocked at how much more there was after yeah the anakin stuff after they pulled her out of the water yep like they easily could have cut the episode there it easily could have been a half hour and i'm so that glad we all would have fucking loved oh yeah <laughs> there, would have, there would have been no complaints about it at all i'm yep. so and you had referenced this so i don't know if we owe but um star wars explained a while ago after the first couple episodes of ahsoka comparing ahsoka to gandalf rings uh books and films yep. and how the the differences between how she looks at the end of rebels versus how she beginning of this series when she picks up Sabine and comparing Ahsoka the Grey uh, and predicting the show will have her be transitioning to Ahsoka the White. Like Ahsoka, she's not really sure where she fits or what she wants or what she's supposed to be doing because um, at the original end of Rebels, she is in a white shroud. Right, and, with the white But staff. they changed that in this episode. In the, yes. So, but now she comes out, when she wakes up, and comes out of that ship, she's wearing a white robe yep. or white shawl. And then at the end, when she's standing outside of the ship with a pergil, she's wearing on a mostly completely white outfit. So yeah. I think that symbolism, I think Star Wars Explained was accurate. I think that was. Well, I uh, think I want to say Filoni actually came out and was the one that said that. Uh, oh, that really? He, yeah, that it was a Gandalf uh, comparison. I may be okay. crazy that there, but perfect I'm, sense. Yeah, Filoni has compared Ahsoka yeah. in the upcoming series to Gandalf. So straight oh, out, yeah, straight out of sure. the, straight out of the cowboy hat's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing, I was surprised, very surprised that when Ahsoka woke up on the bunk of the ship, uh, she wasn't wearing her little uh. Oh, the headdress crown yeah. thingy or like head necklace thing. It's like a little chain that goes like her head, the headdress thing. And the reason I was shocked is that like I, for every time I see either her or like shock T or whoever, I'm just like, I wonder why they wear those things. And I'm like, oh, I bet they wear them because the transition from the orange to the white would look weird. And they do that. Well, they do that so they can paint the actress's face and then just put a thing on their head. And that's like the thing that covers the seam, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the real world explanation. But she woke up without it and they literally showed the orange transitioning to the white skin. And I was like, that's awesome. Super cool. And then she got a new one. She got, it was kind of like the Hera yeah. thing where her was like cut her ears a little bit, like earmuffs. And then she was wearing a, a new thing at the end. It was triangly things. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go back to your notes. Yeah, no. Are uh, we delayed again? Yes, you're extremely delayed. I even delayed your. I even disabled your video, and you're still great. delayed. Oh, okay, great, perfect, <laughs> great. But we got you covered. Um, okay. so from from there, you have you know Ahsoka interacting with the crew. You have her interacting with Jason before he's hurried off. Uh, and you know thanking him before he's hurried off to uh, 
over to to check out the T6 because while he's seen a bunch of spaceships, he's never seen a Jedi spaceship that has a training room in it. And uh, he was very excited. Right. Uh, Hu Yang hilariously uh, is getting peppered with questions like any seven-year-old will do. I think we're both well aware of that. Um, oh, yeah. And <laughs> can you train me? No. Can I build a lightsaber? No. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. No. Yeah. Great. Um, and then... Someone's going to train him, though. Do you think this show ends with Ahsoka training Jason? I want to see this show end with Ezra training Jason. Oh, damn. Come full circle. Or all of them. Oh. Do you think Jason gets dropped off at somebody's newly constructed Jedi temple? Oh, I don't want him to die. At the end of this series? <laughs> Oh, I don't want him to die either. But Gro- hey, Grogu didn't die. That's he true. was there for a little bit and he got out. Yeah. He got better. Um, yeah. No, that'd be. Mm. All right. Now we got out. Possible. Yeah. We do. Um, so Hu Yang, when he wakes Ahsoka, or when Ahsoka wakes up, uh, he shows her the, the broken map. Apparently, uh, it's been imprinted on by um by sabine so she's able to discern what happened so she apparently has that psychometry ability like quinlan voss or cal castus uh had and can ray also can do that Mm, yep see uh she does it with the knife in your favorite movie rise of skywalker she also did it with that lightsaber thing oh yeah yeah of course yeah yeah you know main point of first movie uh yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that apparently I just like making you. Th- I like I like forcing you to think about Rise of Skywalker whenever <laughs> I can. That's all. I don't. Um, so yeah, Quinlan Voss uh, is one of the 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 few earlier Jedi that was known to do that. And then we saw Kestis do it yeah. in the Jedi Fallen Order games, and like you said, Ray. Uh, so apparently, what was thought to be extremely rare is not as rare as we thought, but still rare. But she is yeah. uh, she's able to discern what happened by you know feeling feeling this from the uh, uh, the pieces of the map and realizes there's no right. way that they can get there because the map's too busted. Womp womp mm-hmm. womp womp. No, that's not the sound of pergola. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But then she looks up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh no! It's the pergil. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, it cuts back to the conversation we already talked about um, between Hera and Mon Mothma about you have to come back. The fleet's coming to get you. And uh, then, yeah, Ahsoka decides to hitch a ride with the Pergil uh, and does a takes a page from the Ezra book, standing outside on the wing of a plane. Plane. What am I, an idiot? <laughs> Ship. Um, and, you know, kind of force connecting with, yeah, (laughs) uh, force connecting with one of the main, uh, whales. They look great. They spent so much money on the CGI for this show. They look really great. This is like movie level stuff that we're getting in this series. All the shit that we complained about for all the other series, be it Marvel or Star Wars or whatever. I think they realized, Hey, we, we need to stop cutting corners and just throw it at this because they did and it looks yeah. great they did it looks great for sure um and, you know it's probably the you know the money they saved on not cgiing uh ryloth or mandalore in using that pink smoke like we already talked about it's yeah. like well we'll save that money we'll put it into the pergil at the end well now and i'm curious and like, i'd assume um, the the flashback uh, scenes were all volume scenes and like probably that, yeah that's how the volume needs to be used stuff like that i agree yes yeah for sure um so the fleet shows up while uh ahsoka is trying to get this pergola on their side yep um carson has to go and stall which i think is funny like okay i'll tell you but you're not gonna believe it yeah um and then I thought that it was going to be similar to the end of Rebels where the Pergola was just going to like turn around and wrap their tentacles around the ship and carry them. But oh no, oh no. They have to fly inside of the mouth of a Pergil. Um, and as they were doing that, I got um, 
reverse Empire Strikes Back vibes of flying out of something that isn't a cave. They're flying mm-hmm. into something that is not a cave, but is a giant mouth. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I feel like the the scene of it closing yeah. must have been made as a direct reference to the worm uh, mouth closing in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, they take yeah, off. That was and really cool. Harris <laughs> quote, uh, General, you should probably, your commander, you should probably move. You don't yeah. want to get run over by yeah, space get out of their path. Yeah, and then she's like, evasive maneuvers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, those ships um, I was impressed with because... And, but Ahsoka admits to... Keep talking. Okay. Really, sorry. Um, no, the uh, those ships, we've seen them a couple times here and there. They were being built over Corellia. Um, I think they've shown up in most of the uh, most of the episodes this season. But they don't have a name. Like, there is mm-hmm. no designation for them at this point. Really? Yeah. They kind of look like an MC-30, which was, like, the Moncal cruisers that were smaller. Um, and the mm-hmm. Home One is an MC-80, and they're closer to that size. But uh, there is no nothing outside of a Return of the Jedi concept art that uh, is similar to what they are. So, uh, those... Uh, Interesting. Hmm. Ship nerds, ship nerds uh, are still awaiting what they'll call this damn thing. Yeah, me, well, me being one of I mean, we, we've seen them, so they're clearly going to be named. They're yeah. n- they're named somewhere on a sheet, somewhere in an office or in a you know production office somewhere. Yep. So we'll find sometime. We'll get it sometime for sure. Um, that's interesting that they don't have a name. Um, Ahsoka admits to Hu Yang that she does not know where they're going. Um, you know, fingers tightly crossed that it's where Ezra is, but no real guarantee. And then I gotta say, out of every great thing that we saw in this episode, the references to whatever Leia or Luke or just the Clone Wars stuff or the fact that we're watching Anakin goddamn Skywalker... Uh, the thing that made me emotional at the end, I almost got choked up when Hera said, may the force be with you to Ahsoka. Like how many times have I heard that phrase in these movies? And I don't know what it was. I think it was like, uh, just the, I was realizing the music was amazing in that scene. Kevin Kiner killed Uh, music. Yes. Everything that we're watching is gorgeous and looks amazing. And, it's also that she's saying may the may the force be with you as Ahsoka is going off to find Ezra, which yeah. is what I've wanted to see since the end of Rebels. And I'm yeah. like, it's happening. <laughs> They're doing it. I'm seeing this and I can't wait. I'm excited. And I just got emotional when she said that. Um, but speaking of the music, like you just mentioned, the, what's the composer's name? Kevin Kiner. Same guy who did uh, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels. Kevin Kiner. Yep. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he definitely knows his way around a Star Wars. Um, you notice it was one of the first times. I don't remember which. It was one of the times that Anakin and Ahsoka were fighting. He was the music was like, it was like a variation on Duel of the Fates. It like oh, wasn't the not. same exact melody, but it was like it was like bum. Bah, or it's like instead of the bah, bah, it just went yep. bah, or whatever like it was like there but it wasn't there like the next time you watch it like pay attention to the music in that scene like it was like a reference to it without actually being it if that nice. makes sense all right it sounded like that to me anyway i could be wrong but like they were really pulling out all the stops for uh prequel references there i think it was great it was really cool so yeah that's episode five do you have anything else in your notes that's pretty much the end of the episode we see the they Virgil's uh, blast into hyperspace. So anyone who hasn't seen Rebels who just saw this, that could be a a make or break moment for them. Like, what you're telling me is whales can travel through hyperspace? Mm, Yep. I'm out. Just these ones. It's fine. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, in general, it was just like everything was so perfect. I I can't describe it any other way. It was like, yeah, they they hit every note they needed to. Uh, the actors just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, it Crushed was it. Yeah. it was just it was so good. 
So good. So good. David yep. Tennant still is so good. David Tennant, like, yeah, still bringing it. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because like this is a lot of times if you get a well, no, because it did that too. I was gonna say like this was an episode that didn't really move the plot forward too much, like the second half of it did. But we spent a lot of time with just the flashbacks. And I feel a lot of times if we get an episode that doesn't, that is just character focused and doesn't move the plot forward enough, people are mad about it. I usually seem to enjoy those episodes quite a bit because I like character moments. And especially if we have time for character moments, then give them to me for sure. Um, And this this wasn't fan service. It was. It was a little, it was a little fan service-y. It but was, it was but fan it also, service that makes sense. Right. Look at, if you look at, even even within this episode, uh, when a quote-unquote Ahsoka the White comes back, watch her mannerisms, watch how she it, I did, yes. sniffs, sniffs his back. And that's what everybody yes, was complaining about. she was smiling, she was joking. Four episodes. Exactly. And it's just like, yo, he knows what he's doing. Right. He's in, he created this character. He knows how to write this character. He knows how she is. Yep. She's like this for a reason. People, come on. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that immediately. I noticed immediately that she was more smiley and bubbly, yeah. for sure. Um, because she knows that she doesn't have to become the next Vader now. You know, she's like confronted a fear and uh, has survived and lived. Yeah. And that's like part of being a Jedi. Is you have to confront your fears and your worst nightmares and stuff, you know? Um. That's why Luke had to confront Vader in Return of the Jedi. That's because it was just his quest, you know? Um, uh, I was going to say something else, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah, great episode. Absolutely. Great, great episode. Oh, you fan service Like, it was fan service that was, like, relevant. You know what I mean? It was right. a way to yeah. give us something. It was a way to give fans what they wanted, but also uh, serving the main character of the show, Ahsoka Tano. Right. Um, it wasn't fan service for the point of fan service. It was it was yeah, actually it wasn't bending over Yep. Yeah. It wasn't bending over backwards to like figure out a way to give you the thing or, you know, like uh I don't know, like Finn in Force Awakens when he's like digging through parts in the Falcon and like pulls up the training orb and like looks at it and looks at it again before he pulls like Right. Yeah, was a little, spending a little too long on that. Like I get it. I I right. get it. Look at it once and toss um, it. Don't like do the triple take at it. Yeah, exactly. That's uh that's a little too much. But and that and that's even like minimal compared to like some Marvel fan service that we've gotten 100%. over the years. So uh yeah, but uh yeah, it was it was fan service that uh was uh just relevant, relevant and made sense to what the to the story they were telling. And that's the best kind. Hundred percent. Yeah. So only three more, right? Six, seven, and eight. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, I'm assuming that next episode we're meeting Thrawn. I would think because we didn't get anything with those other characters. We didn't get anything nope. with Sabine or Elsbeth or Skull or Hottie. Nothing. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get anything with Hera or Ahsoka in the next episode. I mean, it um, may like end or, with them popping out of the pergol, popping out of light space or something, or like yes. yeah, or hyperspace or something. Yeah, for sure. Or what? I don't know, if if we get anything, it'll be Ahsoka. I doubt. I don't think we'll get Hera, but we'll get. Yeah, we'll get the journey, the arrival of Sabine and that crew, and hey, maybe we get Ezra. Yeah, Anthron. Who knows? Who knows? But I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. That's a song I just wrote about how excited I am. <laughs> Got to record that. That uh, we'll play that for the next uh, for the next uh, episode. Yeah, that'll be our theme song for the Ahsoka uh, reviews. Perfect, perfect. Well, uh, people, if there's anyone watching on YouTube, sorry that my uh, camera was or my connection was so janky that Steve had to pause the uh, or turn off my video and hopefully the audio wasn't a complete train wreck for uh those of you listening either um but either way i'm glad uh that you stuck around i guess so i want to yeah. say and i'm apologizing for my shitty connection that i'm experiencing connect and right if now. it was 
you should let us know at uh, the multiverse support at gmail.com or yeah. you know leave something on our socials the multiverse support on everything except for blue sky where we're multiverse report um and uh yeah check us out leave a review on your podcast listener of choice uh check us out on youtube like subscribe ring the bell you'll know when we go live beyond that mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's i think the culmination of it all right sounds good uh so yeah episode six next week can't wait and until then we'll be back sunday or monday we doing monday this week or sunday um uh, back to sunday oh no i'm remember where i am this week oh yeah that's right monday so might, might be tuesday because we're flying in i was gonna monday say at like yeah, we might get back at 8 30 we'll see how i feel uh speaking of star wars uh steve is going to uh he's um blasting off to uh batu black spire outpost on the mm-hmm. remote planet of batu going to star wars galaxy's edge walt disney world can't yes. wait so yeah it could be a delayed episode if something big happens maybe i'll jump on and do an audio episode audio only episode but uh either way we'll figure that out when we get there so regardless of when it is until next time thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll see you in the multiverse that's not how the force works